welcome to Disability Matters with your host, Joyce Bender. All comments, views, and opinions expressed on the show are solely those of the host, guest, and callers. Now the host of Disability Matters, here's Joyce Bender. It's election day. It's election day. Wow. Doesn't it seem like it took a long time to get here, and now that we're here, it's like, Zoom, we're here. What a great day for everyone in America, because I want to remind you that if you lived in other countries, there are countries you would not have the right to vote. So it's like President Obama said once, I don't care what name you call me, because isn't it great you can call me names and still live? And that is so true, so true. I am really excited today because I have a co-host, and my co-host is none other than our On the Half Hour anchor, Perry Jude Radisick. Perry Jude, welcome. Hey, Joyce. Uh, it's, it's great to be here. It's a great election day, and uh, we're so grateful the weather is good, at least in our state of Pennsylvania. Yes, it is. And listen, you know what you need to do, right? Get out and vote. You've got to get out and vote. If you haven't voted, get out and vote. And, you know, I've let everyone know that if you're a person with a disability and you have any issue to call, we'll help you or send in your questions. So it's ironic that one of the questions, Perry Jude, actually happened to an employee of mine. I mean, the same thing happened. This did not happen to my employee. But this morning, my employee went to vote. And after he voted, he went to leave. And a minivan had blocked the getting in, getting out. Now, Uh. a person with a disability, uh, because what I did, I sent out notes to, you know, many of the people you know, disability leaders. And someone said... When they went to vote, there was a car parked there, and they said the battery was dead. Now, how I'm finding these things out is that this morning, I called many of the disability rights leaders in Pennsylvania, and I asked them to send me quick emails about anything they heard. So, Perry Jude, what do you do? What do you do when the person says, sorry, the battery's dead, and are holding up you getting in to vote if you are using paratransit? Well, uh, and, and the battery's dead, and you're using paratransit, and you're no, trying no, to no. That, no, that person said the battery was dead in their car. You know, the person blocking. And oh, they could the person not, blocking. Yes, yes. 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 So I, I would uh, go back and talk to the election judge and make them get a, um, a, a vehicle to tow that car away uh, because there are reasonable accommodations and, uh, and that car should have never been there in the first place. And there's so much confusion still, I know, because I've been on the phone, with a county in Pennsylvania all day long trying to set up a reasonable accommodation for a voter this afternoon. So I know the confusion out there about what is accommodations that are owed to voters with disabilities. And so if a car broke down, either that person has to go get a tow or the election judge has to call for one 
to get that car out of the way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Where's the election judge at? Well, the election judge should be at that polling location. There is someone in charge at that polling location all of the time. And in Pennsylvania, they're called the election judge. So that's what you should do. That, that, and I guess you would have or to have us and let us resolve it. Okay. What is your, let's, let's give them your number at Disability yes. Rights PA. It's 800-692-7443. You want to repeat it? Yes, it's 800-692-7443, and we are there. We started at 7. We'll be there till 8 o'clock at night, uh, troubleshooting disability issues at polling places and other obstacles that voters are facing today. Uh, we'll be there all day long. Okay, so what are some of the things people are calling you about? Sure. Well, uh, today it is about uh, polling places and last minute voting. Uh, these are the two top issues. So again, uh, you know, we, we do training with poll workers, election officials, and we hope that the information uh, really resonates. But sometimes uh, people, even at the highest level, think an accommodation is just a ramp. You know, I, I, I'm going to fix this curb. I'm going to bring a ramp, and so the ADA accommodation at the polling place ends here. And that's not the case, and so people don't understand the uh, depth and breadth of accommodation that can and must take place at a polling location. So we frequently get phone calls about all the other accessibility issues uh, and accommodations, reasonable accommodations that must take place at a polling location on election day. So those calls are coming in. Uh, other calls that come in are, look, I, I thought I was going to go to the polling place on election day. I waited, but now I find myself uh, in a rehabilitation center or I find myself in a hospital or I now have <coughs> COVID and I can't get to the polling place. So what do I do? Well, Pennsylvania has an emergency absentee ballot. If you go to our website, you'll find the link to votespa.com, which will send you right to the emergency ballot application. You have to do this by 8 o'clock tonight. You can send a, a representative to go to the York County's uh, board um, to go and uh, get, uh, get the ballot for you. You have to have a reason, uh, and then uh, they can bring the ballot back to you and then return that ballot for you. Uh, it is a bit of a complicated process, so call us. We'll walk you through that process um, to get an emergency ab uh, absentee ballot. Um, but that is the other issue that comes up for us over and over again. And in hospitals, if you're in a hospital... Uh, there are social workers there who do know how to access an emergency absentee ballot for voters uh, at the last minute in our hospitals across the state. So if you're in a 
uh, nursing home or a facility, you can request this. Is that correct? Uh, well, <laughs> how's this for an answer? Maybe. Um, um, we have been, you know, the disability community, I want to say the Centers for Independent Living uh, and uh, Disability Rights Pennsylvania uh, and other organizations and the state of Pennsylvania have been working to make sure people in long-term care settings access the vote, especially during COVID-19, where it's more difficult to leave a facility and then return because upon return, you have to quarantine. So it's really a barrier uh, to go vote if you're in a long-term setting. People are doing it uh, and can do it today, uh, but what's going to happen is you're going to have to follow protocols when you leave the facility to, uh, and go vote to come back uh, because of COVID-19. So it's a, it's a complicated answer in terms of going to vote from a long-term care facility. You have to know your, um, if COVID-19 is present, and then you have to follow protocol upon return uh, to go vote. Absentee ballots, um, I'm not so sure about that uh, because of COVID-19. If you yourself uh, don't have COVID-19, uh, I don't think you could do that. Um, but I will tell you, people have been really pushing voting in long-term care facilities to make sure people had an absentee ballot or a mail-in ballot and returned those uh, before the deadline. Right. Well, if you're listening to the show and you are a person with a disability and you have a problem, call in one 472 5788 or uh, Perry Jude, your number again? Yes, it's 800-692-7443. We have staff answering the phones right now. If you are uh, a spouse, partner, parent, <clears throat> and uncle, friend of a person with a disability, and you have a question, you can also call us. So, Perry Jude, we have one right here. How are the polling places accommodating people with mobility disabilities when the lines are so long at the polls? Hey, thanks for that question. It actually came up today uh, on a call we got uh, from a county in Pennsylvania. So, so when the line is long, there are really two options. Uh, the, if you are, uh, have a physical disability and you are not uh, in a, um, like a power chair or a wheelchair, you can go to the front of the line and look for the election judge, the person who is in charge of the polling place. And you can request one of two options. One, you can ask that a chair be provided to you. And you can sort of mark your place in line and sit in a chair until, uh, you know, that place in line uh, comes, comes to the front, and then you can... It go vote. The other reasonable accommodation is that you can go to the front of the line. Now, again, there are people who do not understand 
the extent of what a reasonable accommodation means to policy and practices uh, for that polling location. So, so sometimes election judges will provide some resistance to those requests for a chair or to come to the front of the line. If you have a mobile phone, you can call us at Disability Rights Pennsylvania and we'll talk to that election judge. Hand the phone to the election judge and we'll talk to them and let them know about the reasonable accommodations process under the Americans with Disability Act for polling places uh, and hope that that resolves the issue uh, for you. So that's what we would suggest. I hope that answers the caller's question. And that's really for any state, whether you're in Pennsylvania or any other state, call uh, your protection and advocacy agency. The other place you can call if you're out of state is 866-R-VOTE, 866-R-VOTE. It's election protection, and uh, they will put you in touch with the same information or your protection and advocacy agency. If you go to website at disabilityrightspa.org, I have a list, and click on our show today, I have a list of uh, all the election protection hotlines in um, Arabic. Uh, I have them in Spanish. I have them in Vietnamese, Korean, Cantonese, Mandarin, so Hindi. So visit our website. Get these uh, hotline numbers if you need them. I also have them for the National Association of the Deaf, who's running an ASL voter hotline. The National Federation for the Blind is running a hotline. There's a text line, a Spanish text line. And if you're a state that has curbside voting, uh, you can text curbside to 43367 if you're having a problem with uh, curbside voting. So all of these resources are at disabilityrightspa.org. Click on our show for today, and we have all of those hotline numbers uh, at Advocacy Matters uh, for today. That's great, Perry Jude. That's great uh, that you have all of those languages. Uh, wow, fantastic. That is great. Um, sorry about that. I was choking there for a minute. Um, okay, here we go. And email questions are also coming in. Here's one. What protection do I have if I have COVID with underlying issues? That's another great question. And, uh, and you want to go to the polls today and you want to vote. Um, really, so the, the um, I would call... <coughs> So the polls uh, are following protocols for social distancing and for cleaning the machines. So I would uh, go ahead and uh, go to the polls with your mask. Uh, if you have gloves, wear your gloves and stay in line and social distance six feet. If the people around you are not abiding by the six feet. Mark your place in line. 
and then go and ask the election officials to enforce the COVID-19 protocols for you. Again, if they are not doing that, I don't know what state you're in. If you're in Pennsylvania, call us, and we can talk to the election judge for you. If you're in another state, you can call election protection at 866-R-VOTE, and they will uh, help you uh, with that issue. But the polling places are supposed to be following protocols for COVID-19 and social distancing. And if they are not, then you need to talk to the election judge to make sure that they are enforcing those protocols. I hope that answers your question. Yeah, and um, I actually have a part two question to that. Uh, What do I do if someone has COVID, is not wearing a mask, and purposefully moving back toward me? Uh, I I think what this person probably means if you would get out of line. Yeah. I would would say that that is uh, all of a sudden turning into voter harassment and uh, is not actually, uh, the person is no longer there to just vote, but it is turning into voter harassment. So, again, if you have a mobile phone, call 866-R-VOTE, and that transcends uh, all issues that voters are facing that day. 866-R-VOTE, they have roaming uh, volunteers who can help deal with voter harassment on any issue for the day. And again, that's 866-R-VOTE, because if someone is, uh, and that you know, or has expressed that they have COVID, is not wearing a mask, and uh, is actually getting close to people, that is indeed uh, considered voter harassment, and uh, 866-R-VOTE will be able to deal with voter harassment for the day. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I agree. Now, if you got out of line, would you be able to go up to the front and tell them what happened and still vote? Absolutely. I would call 866-R-VOTE to report voter harassment and then report to the election judge what is happening. Uh, In Pennsylvania, we call the constable when there is voter harassment happening. Uh, and uh, not the police, but we call the voter, we call the constable uh, to remove that person. Uh, but there may be other things uh, that election protection might want to do for the day. So that's why uh, I would suggest both election protection and, and your right choice uh, to inform uh, the election judge of what's going on. Yeah, and before I continue, uh, Perry, Jude, didn't you have some information you put together that you wanted to review? Yes. Uh, so, but I want to go back to harassment and intimidation. All right, go ahead. You know, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Pennsylvania, you know, is such a key state today, Joyce. And uh, you read about it in the news. That's all the people are talking about is Pennsylvania being, we call it the keystone state, but we're kind of a keystone state for different reasons today. 
and all eyes are on us. And so it's politically charged. And we had a candidate ask people to to go to Philadelphia uh, and to watch for fraud and early voting. And I can assure you that our county election officials are engaged in safe and legal voting. And every vote will count in Pennsylvania. And it is going to take a while to count all of the votes in Pennsylvania. We have a record number of voters, of voters with disabilities voting for the first time, of black and Latinx voters and Asian and Pacific Island voters in Pennsylvania and across this country going to vote and voting for the first time. So it is going to take a while to count the votes. And we will not know. Uh, until a few days after the election, all across this country, of, of who has won. Because we have to count every vote. So I just want people to understand that all the votes may not be tallied tonight. They may not be tallied tonight. And so uh, we may need to wait for a few more days to count the vote. Now, having said that, there is some voter intimidation that has already happened in Pennsylvania. And, uh, yeah. And so, uh, the constables and law enforcement took care of it right away. Uh, the the voters uh, complained, uh, as they should have. Election officials took care of it. They called the authorities. And those people were removed uh, from the area. They were not poll watchers. They were there to yell and scream and intimidate in a variety of ways uh, the voters who were in line to vote. So if you see this happening, whether it's COVID or in another aggressive way, uh, that is not poll watching. That is harassment. And you must uh, report that. And you can do that at 866-R-VOTE by going to the election judge, and it will get taken care of and, and done so in a prompt manner. Because I want to say, I mean, I know this is a terrible thing to suspect, but, you know, there could be someone that really does not have COVID that could cough and do all of this stuff just to frighten the person. Do you know what I mean? There is, I mean, anything's possible. This is such a politically charged election, just as you said. But I want to go back to something Perry Jude said, and that is this evening, whether it's Vice President Biden or President Trump, we don't know who won. If they say they won, they don't know. And the reason they don't know is, come on, voting, whether it's till 8 o'clock or whatever, after the polls are closed, you still have all the millions of ballots you have to count or that were dropped off somewhere. Perry G., remember you told me the difference in Pennsylvania just a couple years ago about the number yeah. of mail-ins? Mail Could you tell them that? Yes, absolutely. So uh, in, in 2016, in the presidential election, there were about, oh, just under 300,000, maybe 250,000 mail-in ballots. Let me tell you where we are today. 
Right now, as of Monday morning, the Pennsylvania Secretary of State, Cassie Bokvar, reported that 2.4 million voters returned their mail-in ballots. 2.4 million Pennsylvania voters, some of them are you, some of them are Jewish listeners, you, the listeners, returned your mail-in ballots, 2.4 million of us. Just wow. a little more than 3 million voters requested mail-in ballots. That's 78% of the people who asked for a mail-in ballot have already returned their ballot. That's as of Monday morning. So more ballots are being returned on Monday, and more ballots are being returned today. Wow. That's a great number, Joyce. That is a great number. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Joyce. No, no. I said you're right. That is a great number. As compared to 2016, when we had about 250,000 mail-in votes. Wow. That's why I said yes. this won't really be known right away. No. Who so won the election? You, I mean. yeah, that's right. Go ahead. Now, if you're across the country or in Pennsylvania and you still have your mail-in ballot. You really have two choices right now. You could mail it in. At least in Pennsylvania. You could still mail it in and have it postmarked today. But here's the problem. If you decide to do that today, we know the mail has been slow. You may not that they you still could miss that deadline of getting your ballot in by Friday. So I'm going to tell you, don't mail in your ballot. If you still have your ballot and you thought you were going to mail it in today, I'm telling you, don't do it. So you have two choices now. Forget that choice. You, you're you going to have to fill out that ballot and take it to the drop box. And uh, you can go to votespa.com and find out where your drop box is. Or you can call us at Disability Rights PA. We'll tell you where your Dropbox is. Oh, that's awesome. Take it to your Dropbox. Your other choice is to take your ballot, don't fill it out, take your ballot to your polling place. They'll do what they need to do with it to make sure they know you did not vote. And you can go to a machine and you can vote yourself. That's what you can do. So, now, if you filled out your ballot, you can still take it to the polling place. They're going to have to sort of figure out what to do with that, but you can vote by provisional ballot. Or just go drop it in a drop box. Do not mail it. I don't care who you voted for. You That ballot is not going to get there in time. It just is it. I'm telling you, it's not going to get there. Don't don't count on the mail. Don't do it. Don't do it. Good advice. Don't do it. Um, <clears throat> earlier today, when I spoke to friends of mine in the disability rights community uh, late morning today, uh, some other issues came up, questions came forward, in addition to emails that I received. So the question is, uh, if... My son is deaf. 
how can I be assured there will be a sign language interpreter? I assume so, they mean at the uh, polls. Yeah. So there, you can't, uh, unless you call in advance and call the county and ask for an accommodation, there is no way you can assure that there will be a sign language interpreter at your polling location for your son. So that you will have to call in advance the county, let them know what time to expect your son is going to go to the polls and let them know so they can arrange for some someone to be there for that accommodation. And that would be the best advice I have uh, for your son is to call the county in advance, let them know about what time your son's going to show up. May have a line, there may not be a line, and then uh, and then give them the opportunity to arrange for a sign language interpreter. Uh, I would say there's just too many polling places in Pennsylvania for uh, each of the counties to uh, provide a interpreter at every polling place. So uh, the best opportunity is to call them in advance or uh, to uh, somehow get a video relay uh, service uh, to um, provide that as an alternative effective communication uh, and just still let the counties know uh, to, so that they can uh, make sure that can happen. <clears throat> um, Perry Jute, how big of an issue is accessibility for people that go to vote? We'll start with getting in to the polling place. I mean, are they all, you mentioned before about a ramp, but a ramp alone, you know, won't do it. I mean, are these places, as the ADA, are they required to have a way to get in? How does that work? Yes. Every polling place must meet the uh, uh, the ADAG uh, regs. Uh, so they have to. In fact, if you want to know what those requirements are, uh, you know, the Department of Justice has a checklist for polling places. Uh, and so the counties are required to go and survey each polling place and then to return information to the Secretary of State, letting them know that their polling place is accessible. Once that's happened, uh, you can type in your address and there should be the international accessibility logo to indicate to voters that their polling place is indeed accessible. Uh, however, uh, that isn't always the case. Today, for example, in Pennsylvania, voters have showed up to the polling place only to find a sign on the door that says their polling location has moved. So when that happens, oh, no. we have no idea whether the polling place is accessible or not and whether someone has surveyed that location or not. So I, I still think that uh, polling places have been changing so frequently that we cannot rely on uh, the accessibility uh, indications uh, or they change them, we don't know where they're going, and we don't know if they've been surveyed, and we don't know if they meet uh, the guidelines and if temporary modifications 
are being deployed quickly when um, polling places have changed on the day of the election. What about for people uh, who are blind? What about that? Are the machines available? Are they accessible? <clears throat> how, how is that going in PA? Yeah, not well. I feel like not only in Pennsylvania, but across the country, we've, we've taken steps backwards. And it's because uh, we've shifted to paper ballots, um, and technology has not kept up with the paper ballots. So because of security concerns uh, over elections, uh, the country has made a shift towards paper ballots. I can tell you there's at least one county, if not more, in Pennsylvania. When you walk in, they hand you a paper ballot to fill out. Uh, Now, they should have kept a machine uh, for people uh, who require a machine uh, for accessibility reasons uh, to be able to access that. But uh, unless somebody reports to us that that's not the case and they can't vote privately and independently, um, I, we cannot resolve that issue. So if, if that's the case for you, uh, you need to call us and let us know so we can resolve it because there are counties handing out paper for people to vote. Now, uh, Help America Vote Act requires uh, that people with disabilities be able to vote privately and independently. And I just think we have taken a step backwards. And so the disability community across the country and nationally needs to get together and figure out what we're going to do before the next presidential election or the next congressional election, because uh, it's, we can't be handing out paper ballots across the country. We just can't. Yeah, right. You know what? That is a sad situation. That really is. You know, that's really a sad situation uh, for people uh, with disabilities who are vision impaired. And this may seem unusual, but here's the question. If I have to take medicine at specific times during the day and I am in a long voting line, can I leave and go ask for a drink of water and then get back in line? Uh, I think that is a reasonable accommodation. Um, if you have the capacity to bring your own water and snacks, I would do that. Uh, but I think that is a reasonable accommodation to ask when you get there to mark your spot in line, uh, go get your drink of water, and then return in line. I think that would be a reasonable accommodation. Well, you know what? Because, like me, I have epilepsy. So, I mean, I understand, you know, and, you know, different disabilities. But I, I, you know, I like what Perry Jude said about plan to take a bottle of water with you and have snacks because it's such an ordeal right now. You know, you would hate to go through all that, you know, having to leave, come back. Who knows what would happen? I mean... You know, you could leave and then someone could say, sorry, you can't get back. Although I don't think they'd be able to do that. But uh, anything's possible right now. And, and you know, I wanted to ask you, Perry Jude, 
When you talk about harassment, what do you mean? What do you mean about voter harassment? Well, Joyce, um, I can give you some examples. A person shows up to the line, is not a poll watcher, and starts yelling and screaming at the voters in line. Oh, that's bad. Uh, a A person shows up with an AR-15 strapped uh, to their uh, shoulder uh, and starts walking around the line. Okay, are you allowed to take a a rifle to a voting poll? I don't know the gun laws, but I would think uh, you would not be allowed to open carry, but I'm not not a, a proficient in gun laws and polling locations, that would be uh, an 866-R vote question. But Yeah, I, would, I guess uh, if you had the right to carry, that could be... Po- now, I know in Texas you can't, you know, openly walk around with a, a rifle or a weapon of some type. But once again, you know, someone has PTSD or a mental health disability that would not be good and i would call i would make that call what's that number again to call perry june 866 r vote 866 r vote no matter what happens you've got to call in you've got to you know i'll tell you what that that is what happened to me four years ago I remember the person didn't have it, but they were standing there talking about that gun and uh, how they love having that gun and going on and on and on about this gun. And I mean, it made me feel nervous. It did, you know, and, and so I can understand if that would bother someone if that happened to them. Oh, here we go. Uh, could you wear a shirt of any type? that says something, or are there rules? Uh, I, I think it varies across the country uh, about what you can wear to the polls. Uh, in Pennsylvania, I don't think you are allowed, you, you are not allowed to wear any political party uh, paraphernalia on you or a T-shirt for one candidate <coughs> or the other. You're just not allowed to do that. Well, what if it says Black Disabled Lives Matter? Uh, well, that's not really a candidate, so you could probably do that. You could probably wear something that says Save the Earth or, um, uh, yeah, or Black Lives Matter. You could, you could do that. And what if you're asked to leave because you have that shirt on? Call that number again, right? Yes, uh, I would call 866-R-VOTE. Uh, because that did happen to a couple people in uh, Alabama. So, uh, I mean, that is happening. That has happened. That is, that is really terrible when you think about it. But you've got to stand up for your rights and your vote. Uh, Perry Jude, while we have some a little a little time here. Um, do you have any other advice or comments you would like to give to people with disabilities listening to the show? Because remember, I 
know we have also a huge listening audience later today. So, you know, if someone missed this show, you have to tell them uh, to go on and listen, although it's not live. That's the whole idea on demand. Uh, do you have any anything you'd like to say as far as advice uh, to people with disabilities maybe that are nervous about voting? Yeah. So it, we're just hours from polls closing. Just hours from polls closing. And is the disability community has to has to show up and vote. We just have to. And it's a it's the most important election really of our time if you think about what's at stake. Disability rights are at stake. Black Lives Matter is at stake. LGBTQ rights are at stake. Pre-existing conditions are at stake. Minimum wage, jobs, the economy, the response to COVID-19, our local transportation. Why local transportation in Pennsylvania and across this country? Because I know our state budget in Pennsylvania is $5 billion in the hole. Why is it $5 billion in the hole? It's because of COVID-19. Because people are spending money. People don't have money. Why don't people have money? Because they don't have jobs. We need a response to COVID-19. People are scared because of health care, losing health care, not having health care. Criminal justice reform, social justice reform, the list goes on. And for disability lives, we are in each and every one of these social justice movements. So our lives touch all of these movements. So we have to get out and vote. We just do. (laughs) And I know we're voting at greater numbers. I know we are. But in these few hours that are left in this day, your vote, your voice is more important now than it ever has been. So join with black voices, join with Latinx voices, join with Asian and Pacific Islander voices and get out there and cast your vote. You have a few choices left before these polls close. If you've got that mail-in ballot, fill it out, take it to the drop box. If you can't get to the drop box, you can designate an agent. We have the form on our website. Go to our website at disabilityrightspa.org and use a designated agent to take that ballot to the drop box. See how easy that is. Don't put it in the mail. Use a designated agent. You can do that. In other states, you're going to have to call election protection and they'll send you to the PNA uh, to figure out uh, what your options are with your mail-in ballot at this late date. Or go to the polls, bring some water, bring a snack, ask an election judge for an accommodation in line if you need it. Go to the front of the line. If you have problems in Pennsylvania, call us at disabilityrightspa.org or uh, our number is 800 
692-7443. We'll help you out. We're live right now. So please vote. Don't let these hours tick by. And if the election is close, no matter who you vote for, no matter who you care about, no matter what issues you care about, if this election goes by and the candidate you wanted to win doesn't, and it's by a few votes, that could have been your vote. So please, please go vote and we'll help you remove any barriers that you have. And, Joyce, and that's what I would say. Okay, well, oh, well, Perry Jude, you are so awesome. What a true treasure you are to this country. Aren't we lucky to have you in Pennsylvania as the CEO of Disability Rights PA? Uh, and on my show every week, you were just so awesome. I, I wanted to tell you, I got an email here that uh, Disability Rights PA, your office, has is sharing on social media this show. So isn't that awesome? You got to tell everyone, anyone that you're thinking of, oh my God, I got to get this to someone, you can still hear the show. Once again, Disability Rights PA, in, in addition to, of course, Voice America, is already going to share this out on social media. And that is so great. Oh, email. Okay. Um, here's the question. Am I allowed to accompany my brother if he has a cognitive issue? That is a great, great question. Thank you for asking that question. The answer is absolutely, positively yes. You are allowed to accompany your brother uh, your brother is allowed to designate you as someone to support uh, him uh, to uh, to vote. Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania has no voting competency laws, so uh, they they should not give you a hard time about that. Now there is a form that that they may ask you to fill out, so uh, do not be offended if they ask you to fill out a form. It is required. Some co-workers ask you to fill it out, others don't, uh, but, uh, but don't let that be an obstacle. Just, just fill the form out uh, and don't be offended by it. Uh, then go ahead and you can go ahead and assist your brother um, uh, in, in voting. But yes, you, you can go to the polls with your brother and help your brother vote. And thank you for doing that. You know, and I am here watching the email since I put something out and uh, my social media. And I just want to say you still have 10 minutes left if you have a question and you get it right to me. I want to go back to what we were just discussing. So, Perry Jude, now exactly how does that work? What I mean is <clears throat> they would probably say to you they want to be sure you do not vote, or how would that happen? Do you know what I mean? If you walked in with someone and you said, I am here to help them vote, what are going to be the rules for you? Like, are they going to say, okay, but you can't go vote, so I guess you already would have had to vote. I mean, what? how is that going to happen? What's going to happen there? Sure. You're going to walk into the polling place, and you're going to say, 
this is uh, my son. His name is so-and-so, and um, he's here to vote. And then he's going to sign his own name. Uh, because, as we know, when you go in, you sign your name on a polling, on a book, on a poll book. And uh, and so then uh, they may ask you, or they may be familiar uh, with people with cognitive disabilities, um, and they may just be okay and say, okay, well, then uh, go over here and vote, and then you accompany your son uh, to that polling place, which will be private. And then uh, he goes ahead and, and votes the way he would. If he needs some prompting, then you would prompt him in the way that you do uh, that would uh, still allow him to vote uh, in his uh, independent way. Uh, if, if not, they may ask some questions uh, that would require you to have to fill out a form that you are not voting for him, but you are just providing that support and assistance for him that day. And then you go and um, allow him to go ahead and vote. So it's really yeah, I mean, just like that. And does that happen also? Like, do people go in if someone is blind? Do they go in with them? Can they do that? Sure. Uh, it's a person who is blind really should have a machine available that would allow them to vote uh, privately and independently. I know some counties are handing out paper, uh, but uh, there should be some uh, level of accessibility where they only need limited assistance uh, from uh, the poll workers uh, to, uh, to get them over to where they need to vote, maybe put, uh, you know, load the machine and then allow the person with a disability to go ahead and vote. Right. I, I will, first of all, Perry Jude, could you give your number again if someone here in Pennsylvania wants to reach your office? Sure. Our phone number is 800-692-7443, and our website is www.disabilityrights.org. The partner organization that we're working with is Election Protection. They're across this nation uh, is 800, I'm sorry, 866-R-VOTE. That's 866-R-VOTE. you got to vote, everyone. You've got to get out there and vote. Just as Perry Jude said, the disability vote is so important. You know, I'm a woman also living with disabilities like Perry. And, you know, we can't, we can't raise our hand and say, oh, we want the Affordable Care Act or to, to be, we want pre-existing conditions to be covered or we want special accommodations. I don't care what it is. You got to vote. You have to vote. I always tell people, don't complain if you don't vote. You've got to vote. And now you heard. If you need help, you know what to do. And if you're thinking, oh, no, I know someone that had some of these questions, send them to this show. Disability Rights PA already has it going out on their social media. You can go. Perry, before we, Perry Jude, before we end today, um, your office, how long will it be open? until 8 p.m. this evening when the polls close. But I want to tell everyone, you know, uh, I don't know what's going to happen 
in any state or in Pennsylvania as people continue to count votes and if there are challenges to people's votes. So, Joyce, let's say uh, your ballot randomly gets pulled for a voter challenge. If, if that's the case and you're a person with a disability and your vote gets challenged and you get notified of that and you call us, or call 800-866, I'm sorry, call 866-OUR-VOTE, because you may want to get some independent advice about what to do if somebody challenges your vote. So if you're a person with a disability and your vote gets polled and you're challenged and somehow you get notified that your vote has been challenged, call us or call 866-OUR-VOTE. Uh, so that uh, you can get some advice about what to do. Okay. Um, well, we're coming to the end of the show. Uh, first of all, Perry Jude, oh, you're such a passionate disability rights leader. You know what, Perry Jude? We'll always remember this show. Hey, thanks, Joyce. We'll always remember today. Yeah, always. That we had a show on election day. I'll always remember that. But you know what? We love all of you. You've got to vote. Tell other people about this show. And Yoshiko Dart, I said this last week, but I'm going to use your husband, Justin Dart's quote again, which is, vote as if your life depends upon it, because it does. This is Joyce Bender, America's Voice where disability matters at voiceamerica.com. One word, vote. Talk to you next week. Voice America would like to thank you for tuning in. Please join us next Tuesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time and 2 p.m. Eastern Time for another installment of Disability Matters right here on the Voice America Variety Channel. We are the leader in live Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com.